What would our world be without leaders, innovators, and kingdom builders? Welcome to Under the Crown, where you get inside the twisted minds of our host, Trey Carmichael, and the kings and queens in his circle. Covering leadership, marketing, sales, recruiting, management, and so much more. Under the Crown is here to help you build your kingdom. Are you prepared for the siege? What's going on, guys? It's your man here, Trey Carmichael, coming at you with another episode of Under the Crown. I'm excited to bring you guys my man Jay today. He's doing some incredible things for kids, teaching them certainty principles with his base case and build program. So tell us a little bit about who you are and a little bit more about what you do for the people who don't know you, brother. Thanks, Trey. Uh, Thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, uh, I've been a business owner for over 20 years now. So I've had a quite a journey. I've invested in quite a few investments, you know, some good, some not. Um, but, you know, along the way, I realized that, uh, you know, I really didn't have a good operating system to make decisions. I was kind of just winging it. You know, um, you, you kind of realize some of the stuff after the fact. You're like, oh, I wish I would have made a different choice. But, uh, yeah, that's that's what really brought me to this whole world with uh, CCA and Nick Peterson and Dr. Jeff Spencer and going through their programs and learning quite a bit in these past couple of years. Awesome, man. So can we dive a little bit more into what your King's journey was, who you were before you got in the business, and just a little bit more about your entrepreneurial journey as well? Yeah, um, my family's always been in, into business. Um, I wouldn't say they were the best business owners. They just they they just knew how to do it the way they were only 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 the way they knew how to do it, which was uh do everything themselves, you know? So, uh, you know, that, that, that entrepreneur blood was always in me, you know, I always wanted to be a business owner. Um, I actually started out working as a software engineer for Motorola out of college and then got a taste of that corporate world for three years and, you know, realized that this is not for me. You know, I can't, I can't follow these rules and, um, deal with this grind. Um, I, I got into it at a time where there was a recession hitting and, layoff after layoffs. Um, and then after a couple of times where, you know, you don't get the promotion that you were expecting or hoping for due to politics, you realize, okay, it's time to do your own thing. So I got into the business world really, really quickly, um, invested in all sorts of franchises. Pretty much all my investments have been franchises. Um, I really didn't know my game at the time. So I just felt I needed a structure to get into something. So, you know, I had a UPS store, I invested in, you know, Liberty Tax Service. Um, I actually was an area developer for a restaurant here in Arizona um, and opened up a fitness center, which was a franchise as well. So, yeah, quite a few investments along the way um, and learned quite a bit. Awesome, man. So what were the uh, what were the actual mindset shifts that you went through, went through to get yourself to go from like investing in these franchises and feeling like you needed this pre-established system and process to actually going out there and creating your own thing? 
Yeah, I mean, you, when you when you get into a franchise, you have no control. Um, you 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 really leave no yourself no options as far as or flexibility to make changes to the program. Um, you have to follow the rules. And um, I got wrecked a couple of times because I knew the the systems that they had set up was not profitable, but yet I couldn't do nothing about it because I was tied to an agreement. Um, yeah, so when just going through the CCA program and, and under, understanding the principles and frameworks and finally realizing what my game is and playing to my strengths uh, helped me realize that I don't need a structure. I could I could create my own structure and be successful. I love that, man. So let's lean into base case and build. What exactly is that all about? Yeah, so as I was saying, the past couple of years, I pretty much went all in um, with my personal growth and uh, development. Um, and I learned a lot. I, I, I learned all these valuable principles and frameworks. And one of the thoughts that just kept coming back to me over and over again is I wish I would have known this sooner. Because you go back and you kind of evaluate some of the decisions you made in the past in your businesses. And you think, why did I do that? Um, if I had only known this, um, I would have avoided so much pain and heartache. Um, I, you know, go, you know, actually getting, going through coaching with Dr. Jess Spencer and, um, realizing that I want to be more present with my kids because that was part of my solvable problem. Um, it just made sense that, okay, my kids are young. Um, I wish I would have known this sooner. Well, why don't I teach this to the kids so they don't go through this pain and heartache and spend their time as adults trying to recover from the trauma that they've had when they're kids. Right. So my uh, I thought my first thought was my 15 year old son. I was like, let me get him into this, a program, and and base case and build just made sense. I was like, I'm going to teach some of these principles each week to these kids. Uh, tell them what the principles are. Share my experience, the good and the bad, um, because I realized that when you're vulnerable, um, kids can relate to it because everybody, nobody's perfect, right? Mm -hmm. So. Um, I shared my experience with them. Um, one of their tasks is to go and talk to their parents after the calls and to have a discussion with their parents. So now they get to uh, they get my perspective and they also get the parents' perspective. Um, and the beauty of that conversation that they have with their parents is that they're the ones that are approaching the parents. It's not the parents lecturing the kids. So it opens up a whole new you know, a whole bunch of possibilities and floodgates for conversations, um, you know, for the future too. That's a beautiful thing, man. So how are you, how are you actually breaking down these complicated ideas and communicating them in a way that the kids, first of all, want to listen and second of all, can actually understand it when a lot of adults can't even process these ideologies? You know, that was one of the thoughts I had when I first started. I was like, are these kids going to be able to comprehend and actually um, take action on some of this stuff or, you know, utilize the toolboxes that I teach them? And it's surprising what they pick up when you give them the opportunity to. And so the way I the way I cover a principle, let's just say um, you got I, we talk about asymmetry to the upside with little or no downside. Right. I'll, I'll talk about what that is, how to look at that, and also give them examples like real life scenarios that they could relate to. Um, 
obviously they're not into business. They're still really young right now. So I might give an example like learning to ride a bike. So, hey, if you're learning to ride a bike, how do you uh, reduce the downside in learning, learning to ride a bike and have, have nothing but upside? Well, maybe you wear a helmet, you wear knee pads, elbow pads, maybe you start on grass, uh, stuff like that. So you reduce the downside and you have nothing but upside. Um, I might even give a different example, like learning to drive a car. How do you reduce the downside when you're learning to drive a, drive a car? So then they could understand that principle and framework um, and it's, it, it sticks with them. Uh, one of the things that they do in the CCA program is they, you know, they, they go over, they, re, they, you know, Dan repeats himself over and over again through all the classes. So like if he's teaching playing your game, we hear it, you know, pretty much every week. And by the end of the time, it, it's embedded in you, you know, so that's what I've been doing in this program as well as we go and recap what we've learned. Um, and that, and that repetition actually helps them retain it. Mm. So what did that initial conversation with your son look like to stir that interest in a program like this? You know, um, I, I just told him, I was like, hey, I, I, I sat down and talked to him. I was like, I've learned quite a bit as far as these past couple of years. He, he was he was already familiar with Nick Peterson and the Wolf Den because he's part of it. Um, so he was a little bit familiar with it. But I just told him that, you know, there's, you know, I'm going to sign you up for this program. It's, it's I'm going to go over all the stuff that I've learned. It's going to be valuable. Um, and yeah, there, there wasn't, there wasn't really any kind of hesitation or um, resistance from him. And I think after the first class realized, I think it was, it was, it was very, he realized it wasn't that complicated or challenging. It was just a matter of sitting through and um, understanding it and having conversations. And I think he really enjoyed having the conversations because as soon as we finished the calls, because one of his tasks is to go talk to the parents, he'd come running down and, and we'd have a conversation about it and we'd go into more details about it. And um, I've noticed that it's kind of empowered him to want to talk more uh, into a more deep le deeper level than he's been used to. That is a very, very powerful thing, man, because I know that when I was growing up, my parents did a very, very good job of keeping the door open for conversation. And I knew that I was able to talk to them, but I never really knew how. And there wasn't really anything to lead into that, to put in those reps of having those real communications with my parents. So I can imagine that that is a very, that that, that is a, a very powerful thing, just not only teaching them the ideologies, but creating an actual path to the communication instead of just an open door. Because whenever you're a kid, you're learning things, you don't necessarily know what you're supposed to ask your parents about and what you're not once things start getting weird or confusing in life. Yeah, absolutely. Like I could tell you right now, um, what, what they teach in CCA is to leave your options open. And what I really had in mind when I first started was different than what ended up happening in base case and build. So um, I, I applied the CCA principles through the whole time. Um, I did not realize how powerful the conversations were gonna be. And um, hearing it from all the other parents, um, it just, it, it, that became the, the most important aspect of the whole thing. Um, mm -hmm. you know, the biggest the biggest thing I realized, and even, you know, 
seeing other CCA members um, when they, even after going through the program, they have questions in real life and, you know, they need assistance, but now they have a community they could go to and talk to so they could work through it. And, you know, they could get guidance from their peers to help resolve whatever situation that they're in. Um, this is the same thing that's going to happen with the kids. Um, when they have some, some situation, uh, they're going to have a common language with their parents and they're going to have that comfort where they go say, Hey, hey I have this decision I need to make. Can you uh, guide me through this? And they're going to feel comfortable through that process. So I love how in that you mentioned how you were very flexible and kept your options open throughout the process. Can you elaborate a little bit on how the structure initially looked and how it's evolved to reflect that evolution? Yeah, so when, when I first started the project um it was, it was it's called base case and build so we have a we actually have a treasury that we built where the kids actually have access to funds where they could create real life projects um using the cca principles that we learn and i realized that that's not a really simple task or easy task for kids to do while they're in school you know they have they have schoolwork they have extracurricular activities they have sports um, and then you, now you're trying to throw a real life project into the mix. It's not something that really made sense. So then I kind of moved away from that whole way of thinking and just focused on the principle because they're getting so much value from that. Um, and then also, um, the conversations. So I, I, um, just that alone has been so valuable that I just focused on that and just built on that instead of thinking so big, trying to build something so big and not sustainable. So yeah, had, had, had a lot of ideas and thoughts when I first started and, uh, you know, realized, uh, the, you know, where the value was and just focus on that, those areas. I love that, man. And I'm already having some pretty big takeaways from this conversation that really just reiterates how important the communication and everything is overall in life and remaining flexible and keeping all of those options open. I feel like as entrepreneurs and really as humans, we, we have a habit of getting very fixated on a specific outcome instead of allowing things to flow where they're going to flow. When ultimately at the end of the day, I don't know what it is that makes it happen. I don't know if it's a higher power i don't know if it's the universe but when you allow things to flow they land where they're supposed to land like that's that that's just what i've discovered so there's a lot there's a lot of power in reflecting on that yeah absolutely i mean um i, I you know i've been i've been getting coached by dr jess spencer for this past year and you know i've been talking to him about all these things that i want to do um, but i just didn't know how uh, but you know just understanding having restraint and allowing that space for things to come to you is how, how, how I was able to come to base case and build. Um, we just, at the right time, the right thoughts just came together and I'm like, okay, this makes sense. Um, if I would have forced it like right off the get go, because I was like, Hey, I have to do something. Then I would have done something totally different. That would have not been playing my game. It would have been something that I felt, you know, forced into, action and probably wouldn't have turned out good but this was this was just yeah, putting all, all everything that you've learned in this past couple of years and letting letting allowing that space has been a game changer for me 
That's huge, man. So what are some of the other core ideologies that you wish these kids knew that you're instilling in them? Um, I mean, so so I, I talk about receptivity, um, you know, being receptive to new ideas and, grow, you know, and thoughts. Um, that's the only way they can really grow and improve. Um, if you're if you're setting your ways and not willing to learn new ideas, then you're stagnant. You, you can never get to the next level. So I, I, I talk about awareness, a lot of stuff about awareness and people around you. Um, one of the lessons that we talk about is just making good excuses that they, you know, um, the stories that you tell yourself to keep you where you're at. And then, uh, you know, recognize that in yourself. Um, you know, if you don't accomplish something, you usually come up with a good story why it didn't happen. Um, and, you know, then I, I tell them to look at the stories that you tell yourself and look at the stories other people are telling. So then create that awareness of what's going on and see these excuses and stories that people come up with. And that's why they're stuck in where they're at. So a lot of this stuff is just awareness. Um, and then they don't get, they, 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 won't, they won't get that until they start um, looking at the people around them and looking at what's going on. Man, that's huge. So what are the, what is the actual process for people to get their kids involved with this program? Uh, yeah, so we, we actually, um, we had our first group of kids. Uh, so we do rounds. Um, we don't, they, you know, we don't just start kids in the middle of a program. Um, so we have a next round of kids that's starting actually next week on Tuesday. And, you know, it, the lessons last eight weeks and the Zoom calls are forever. So we, as long as the Zoom calls are going on, um, we have weekly Zoom calls and they'll be able to attend that as long as we have them going on. So then they'll get value in it. And we, I want to keep the community of kids together. Uh, once they start building that comfort and they realize there's other kids there that's going through the same process um, and they start feeling comfortable with that, each other, then uh, you don't want to break that up. You want to keep them going. Um, just the power of the community is so huge. It's like a tribe. Um, you, you know, you could you have other people that you could talk to and communicate with. That's huge, man. You're you're really going to change a lot of kids lives and. I I share that because whenever I don't know how how familiar you are with any of my story, but when I was growing up, I got addicted to drugs at a very young age. I very quickly started selling drugs and it wasn't the drugs that I was addicted to. It wasn't the feeling that the drugs gave me that I was addicted to. I was just desperately searching for a tribe mentality and to feel accepted into a tribe. And for whatever reason, the drugs are what I found that were my key to that tribe. So by providing this to kids at a young age and instilling them with the ideologies at the same time, like you're going to save a lot of kids, a lot of heartache, man. Absolutely. I mean, just imagine that, you know, that there are other kids that are, looking to do good in the world with you, you know, at a young age, it's just, it's, there's so much power in that, you know, um, it goes back to the same thing I said earlier is that, you know, as adults, we spend a lot of time trying to fix the trauma that we've dealt with as kids, you know, why not tackle that when you're younger, you know, um, I, I look, I look back at some of the things I've done, um, you know, trying to fit in. I made a lot of decisions when I was younger uh, and growing up, even as an adult, just trying to fit in um, and things I normally wouldn't do. But I just, I never understood what it meant to be playing your game. Um, it just 
I just wanted to be like everybody else. And that wasn't always the right answer. So know, knowing that and understanding that your uniqueness and your creativity is going to get you a lot further um, and, there's, and, and it's valuable, um, it's going to go a long way for these kids. Absolutely, man. So before I let you go, I want to lean into how you actually carry the weight of your crown and make sure that you're able to show up for these kids at the highest level. So, uh, you know, my son was part of the first cohort. So that was uh, motivation. Um, it, it also helped me kind of, hey, how how can I put this in a way that he can understand? You know, um, it just it, it helped me kind of create the material and make adjustments along the way. Uh, but that that was that was that was a, that was my motivation in in the first cohort. Is like my son is in there, and then just seeing the progress of these other kids. Um, it, every it just it just there's. It just feels it feels great knowing that you're doing so much you're doing something for these kids. Um, and then I wasn't gonna do a second cohort, um, but my my wife was like, "You have to do one because you're forgetting your ten year old daughter," <laughs> you know. So I'm like, "You're right," but at, at the time I was like, "She's only ten years old. I mean, does she really need this stuff?" And you know, talking with her, I you know, I was, I was like, I realized I was like they deal with a lot of drama even at ten years old in school. So I was like, yeah, she definitely needs this. It was that was an eye opener for me, and I'm so I'm excited for the second cohort because she's gonna be part of that, and want to see uh, the 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 changes that come, you know, that she gets from it. Yeah, I spent a I spent a lot of time uh, pouring into a seven year old girl, and then she was eight years old. And even at that age, man, like the amount of drama at school is incredible the things that these kids have to process at such a young age is immense yeah. and it's only gotten worse since I was there yeah I mean I, I never I, I I don't remember it being as bad as what I, my daughter's going through um but yeah it's it's it was it was a it was it was a shock to hear some of the stories my, my because I was like I was telling my wife I'm like does she really need this and she's like what did you ever sit down and talk to her and listen to her you know, like, so when I started hearing her stories and I was like, wow, a second, you're only 10 years old. How is this possible? But yeah, this is, this, this is going to be really good. I mean, they, and, and the, the most amazing part is they, they soak up all this stuff so easily, like so much easier than adults do. Like, you know, my, my first thing was like, Hey, if, if it takes so long for adults to comprehend, how are the kids going to do it? But these kids actually pick it up a lot quicker than adults do. There's a lot to be said about the receptivity of children compared to adults. I mean, our minds are literally still being built. And there's it's been proven that teaching kids multiple languages or more than one language, they're more they're more apt to pick it up than an adult just because the brain is still forming. So there's a lot of science behind why they are as receptive as they are. So it's a fascinating yeah. topic. Yeah, if you think of like uh, adult uh, elders, right? How many of those people can you really change? Most of them are set in their ways, right? After all those years, it's it's, an, it's almost an impossible task for them to change their ways, right? But uh, at a young age, it's it's definitely much easier and, and you know can be done. Absolutely, man. So, what is the best way for people to get connected with you specifically if they'd like to? 
Yeah, um, I have a community built uh, that's, that I've started in the Success Finder. Um, so it's a, it's a public community where I just do updates, talk about the program so that they could join, they could join my base case and build community there. Um, and that, that would probably be the easiest way. I'm not sure um, if, how, how to get the link to people, but uh, yeah, they could easily message me through there. Awesome, man. I will make sure that that link is in the description of this podcast when it goes up. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time today, Jay. Is there anything that I didn't ask you about that you'd like to leave us with? Uh, no, I think we covered it. Um, yeah, this is, yeah, I mean, I think we covered pretty much everything that I wanted to talk about. Awesome, man. Well, that was solid. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, man. Thanks again for tuning in for another episode. Make sure that you subscribe to the show so you're never left out in the snow. Do you want to build a business or get more customers online? Are you tired of spending all your time shackled to your business? Tired of being treated like the court jester? Not anymore. You can get a care package from Trey today for just a buck that will help you beat shiny object syndrome with Trey's favorite tool list. Build your online authority and network with your own podcast and by being interviewed on other podcasts. Systemize your business with Trey's seven pillar system. Hire a VA to get your time back and so much more. You heard me right. All of that for less than the last Starbucks you got. Go to TreyCarmichael.us and get yours while it's hot. Check the couch for that dollar if you gotta.